What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Earn Your Good Day podcast, where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger, more resilient, and far more capable of things than they believe in, or are told are even possible. And I'm your host, Zach Kanadi. Now, before we kick off today's episode, which I'm excited about, I hope you guys are too, uh, I have an ask for you guys, and that is simply to share the show. Now, this is episode seven, um, and been on here for almost two months now i think it's pretty fun i actually i really enjoy doing this uh i think i've been getting a lot of positive feedback and i think people are really enjoying the message i'm putting out so if you enjoy it if it makes you think makes you laugh uh makes you question something or you just think somebody should hear it please do me a huge favor and do your friend your family member whoever you think needs to hear us a huge favor and actually tell them about it, right? Share it on your social media. Have a conversation. Just be like, yo, go listen to the Earn Your Good Day podcast with you, my boy, Zach Kanati. Uh, he's kicking ass and doing great on his show. So, you know, help me out to help you out, to help out your peoples. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into today's episode, which, like I said, is one I'm super excited and crazy passionate about. Um, I'm going to try and keep it just a little bit shorter, so I'm not rambling too much. Also, if I'm rambling, it's probably because I am so excited about this topic that I, you know, I talk before I think and kind of form my thoughts sometimes. Uh, yeah. So I did, per usual, write myself an outline to help me out, so I'm just a little squirrel-brained, uh, and wanted to stay on track. Anyways. What are we talking about today that I'm rambling so much and haven't talked about that? That is exercise and working out. All right. Uh, I'm a personal trainer and a nutritionist. So this is like, I was actually telling somebody yesterday, uh, I like to call myself a professional gym rat. (laughs) Uh, Not only do I go work out every single day, but I also work in the place where I work out. So... I get paid to do that and to help other people work out. Uh, if I could pay all my bills, honestly, I would probably train people for free. Um, speaking of, your boy has his own personal fitness and training brand, Psyched Up Fitness. I do have business cards. I am taking clients. So if you're interested in training with me, working with me, uh, shoot me a text, give me a number, look me up on Instagram at Kanadi underscore fit Kanadi is c-o-n-a-t-i underscore fit uh that's my instagram page and you can go ahead and dm me there and we can set something up i do have several years of experience anyways enough shouting my own self out um let's get on the topic so right i like to call myself a professional gym rat honestly exercise is usually the highlight of my day um it's a huge stress relief. It is something I use to keep myself fit, strong, and honestly, lately, it's just been a really big way for me to stay motivated in life and to actually do life and do whatever I want in life, right? I am strong enough where I don't have to worry about picking almost anything up, right, that I would need to. Obviously, like some certain things I can't do. I'm not superhuman by any means. 
uh, but I would like to think of myself as decently strong. Right, I also have a pretty good old thumper here, uh, so I can run decently. Uh, I don't get, no, that's a lie. I still get fairly winded going upstairs. I hate them things. Yeah, stairs are my mortal enemy. Um, but I don't really want to talk about stairs anymore because they just make me sad, and all the workouts I do, they they still kick my butt. But maybe they're not for you. They're just my mortal enemy. They don't have to be yours. Uh, so kind of going along with the outline. Already rambling. Great job. <laughs> uh, we're going to define what exercise is and then also uh, define what physical activity is because they're used interchangeably pretty often, but there's one key difference that makes a lot of difference, really. And so I just want to clarify that. So when you talk about it, I want you guys to sound like you know what you're talking about and actually have you know what you're talking about. And if you hear somebody uh, talking about it, you know, be able to have at least a very generic lens uh, and whether to judge whether or not they're credible. Because uh, if anybody's on Instagram or any social media, there are tons of quote unquote fitness professionals on there and like, you know, self uh, proclaimed fitness gurus and who are like oh yeah this and my end of one experience it worked for me it's definitely going to work for you type mentality uh, let me just help you guys out and save you a lot of time and money if that's what they're talking about they don't know shit uh, I'm sorry like they might be able to tell you how to squat or bench press but exercise is so individual right? Like it, if you really want to get the best results, you have to have it tailored for you. Now you can get fabulous results doing a generic program, right? There's, that's literally how most fitness gyms work. That's how most exercise people make millions of dollars. They're like, Oh yeah, the booty builders guide or like boulder shoulders for men have shoulders as big as mountains guide, right? Or build a stronger chest in 30 days, right? Those are all super generic things. Like, yes, you're going to get results, um, but they might not be the best results possible because they're not tailored to you. Now to do that, you do either need to know about fitness enough, have like enough personal experience, you can switch it up for yourself or hire a professional like me, not a guru, just a professional who knows a pretty good amount about fitness uh, and help them you know, figure out what modifications to make for you, when to do certain things with what. Uh, and the reason I say this, guys, is because there's literally a ridiculous amount, an almost unending amount of variables to get into programming, right? Like, if you really want to get into it, we can talk about, like, your macronutrient intake and what workouts to do based around, like, your diet. Um, now, a big thing is also, like, nutrigenomics and pretty soon they're going to be able to do like exercise genomics. So if your ancestors are from a certain region, right? Like you might be a better lifter or you might be a better runner uh, or a sprinter, right? And I think some people kind of just realize that there's already those stereotypes out there. Like Kenyans are just naturally good marathoners. Not all of them are, but are there maybe more from Kenya that are good marathoners? Maybe. Potentially, actually, yeah, there's a lot of people are. But besides my point, right, is like 
you can get into like super nitpicky details that honestly don't necessarily matter but at the same time a lot of things do matter right like if you didn't sleep well the night before or you've had a crappy diet or your life is just stressed or maybe you're just not hydrated that's supposed to be a, a suggestion for you guys to drink your water um those are all things gonna like affect your workout if you're not hydrated guys i hope you love cramping because you're gonna be super prone to it uh, also if you don't ever eat fruit or you eat absolutely nothing that has salt in it right salt is literally how your nerves fire sodium and potassium those are two ions that are commonly find, found in vegetables in fruit in meats in whoa salt crazy you find sodium in salt um now, if you have high blood pressure or a blood pressure condition or heart condition, you need, please do not, I am not a doctor, I'm a personal trainer, uh, consult your nutrition, your, uh, your medical doctor before you do anything too crazy, but let's get actually into the show and let's define exercise, and that is movement with a purpose, okay? Now, the other definition I talked about was physical activity. And that is simply moving your body. Yeah, it's literally just moving your body. If you want to get nitpicky, it's to raise your metabolic rate, right? Same as exercise. It's movement that raises your metabolic rate with a purpose, where physical activity is just movement that raises your metabolic rate. Um, now, why is the purpose important, right? Because otherwise, dishes could be considered exercise. Like if you hand wash your dishes, uh, and sadly, there, it's just not exercise. Uh, now, I guess if you were to wash your dishes to somehow get like your circumduction of your shoulder better from all that plate scrubbing, that might be able to be considered exercise. Um, I'm not super sure on that part, but generally washing your dishes by hand is not considered exercise, but it is considered physical activity. Why does this difference matter? Because the American guidelines for physical activity uh, call for just 150 minutes of it, right? And they're like, whoa, bro, 150 minutes is a lot of minutes. Actually, it's it's not. It's like 22 a day. Um, and it doesn't even have to be in one bout, right? And now you might also be asking what in the world is moderate activity or intensity uh that's just walking folks right yeah here's even like the cooler part if you spend 17 minutes a day which is 120 a week two hours you can drop your risk of dying from every single cause by 30 percent 30 freaking percent for walking a total not single session but accumulated total of 17 minutes. That's like an episode of Naruto, <laughs> right? Or like the length of commercials in an hour long TV show. If you watch TV and don't just stream everything, 17 minutes y'all, and you can drop your risk of dying by 30%. What? It's amazing. I love it. Now, if you're like a psychopath who exercises like 10 hours a day, um, sadly, you actually stress your body just a little bit too much. Um, if you do high intensity, that is, and you're actually more likely to die. 
But 17 minutes of just, like, walking, like, you're... I'm not talking, like, speed walking or anything. That'd actually be considered vigorous, which then you'd only need... What's 17 divided by 2? Like, 8.5 minutes a day, right? If we're just going to make them equivalent. So, that's pretty freaking cool right like you can literally just walk for 17 minutes a day uh and drop your risk of dying by 30 percent some of the other great benefits are uh one your muscle mass increases or what's called your lean body mass your fat mass or your jiggly stuff that nobody likes most people don't like um decreases right your cardiovascular health increases your risk for osteoporosis, ladies, this is especially important for you after menopause, decreases, especially if we do weight-bearing exercise. Um, your joint health increases, right? So like, oh, my low back hurts. Or, oh, my knees hurt from squatting. You've probably just been squatting wrong. Um, yeah, right, all of that decreases. Some other pretty cool uh, benefits are, I have at literally every single one of my clients who didn't exercise before they met me, after about two or three weeks, they came back and said, yo, this is crazy, but I have a whole lot more energy now. Um, and that's because their body uses the energy they have more efficiently, right? Our body is the ultimate adaptation machine. And we can actually see neurological adaptations in two days, uh, which is pretty bonkers. Now, it's just like your body gets more efficient at moving or less efficient at moving in just two days. Now, it can also go back in that same time. So you need like a long time to really cement that movement in for a longer period of time, but besides the point. And I wanna mention like this last one, uh, or a couple more. It helps you just live life better, right? Like I mentioned earlier, I don't have to fear doing anything. I can go hiking, I can pick something up, I can go run. If I'm being chased by a bear or a serial killer for whatever reason, I can run away from them. Uh, for the most part. Now, if they're like a crazy elite endurance athlete or they're just super fast, I'm kind of screwed. But if they're like an average person, I think I'll be okay against a serial killer. Um, also, like your confidence goes up. Guys, I'm naturally not a very confident person. Uh, after like a good workout, <laughs> now I feel freaking amazing. Yeah, bro, that pump is sick. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. Uh, it's not, but it's true, right? Like if you have a really good workout, like you have a good run, runner, they, like the runner's high, right? Or, uh, you know, if you're a dude and you want to impress a girl, right? You go to the gym, get a good pump. You're feeling good about your body, right? Like the look good, feel good type dealio. Um, it's like a huge confidence booster. But I think, and also, more importantly, this kind of ties in with the last thing I want to talk about is with mental health, right? It is actually one of the single best things you can do for your mental health. And one, it is 100% free. You do not need any equipment to exercise and to get a kick-ass workout in. You do not need a gym membership. You do not need any equipment. Literally, if you can spin around in a circle with your arms out and you can reach them up and down, uh, you can get a kick-ass workout. I promise you, if you don't believe me, just hit me up. Um, again, that's Kanadi underscore fit on Instagram. Bro, hit me up. I will wreck you in a bodyweight workout in like a six by six foot box. It's ridiculous. 
anyways, um, but also, it, lots of people are on antidepressant, anti-anxiety medications, and if you have mild or to moderate uh, anxiety or depression, there are placebo-backed studies to show that exercise works just as well, if not better, than every single drug on the market. Every single drug, from mild to moderate anxiety and depression, exercise is just as good, if not better than. Now, once we get to like severe anxiety and depression, that's a different story. Um, pharmacology actually does work a little bit better, but much fewer people have severe anxiety and depression than those who have mild to moderate. All right, and guys, why am I honing in so much on this single point? Well, one, uh, if you're around my age, 20, I'm 23, right? So in your teens or 20s or even early 30s, uh, our generation is kind of plagued and fucked up, for lack of a better word, and everybody's stressed about everything, and everybody's always big sad, right? And I'm not trying to, like, kick anybody like or make it sound like anxiety and depression isn't a big deal because it is um but right guys like we are not on average there's a lot of people who struggle with mental illness and while pharmacology does have its place it is honestly and based off of literature and research much later down the road for the vast majority of people than what it's prescribed Right. And why is this also important? One, like I said earlier, exercise is free. There's zero cost to it other than you have to take 17 minutes a day out of your day. I don't know about you, but if I knew 17 minutes of my day could make me not have walk around as stressed as I used to be, um, I would definitely want to done it. Now, granted, I still exercise back then. But right, if, it, if I knew that I could have helped, I would have been on that train so hard. I've been on it like Donkey Kong. It's ridiculous. Uh, and also, there's only positive side effects, right? So much, uh, there's so many anti-anxiety, antidepressant drugs that might actually increase your symptoms of anxiety or depression, right? Which doesn't make sense because if you're taking it to lessen them, why would one of the side of potential side effects to be to make it worse, Right? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, doesn't sound real good to me. Right. Uh, so yeah. Sorry. As you can tell, I'm not a big fan of pharma. I think for the vast majority of things, behavior interventions uh, are a thousand times better and healthier and actually get to the root of the cause problem, not just put a band-aid over the symptom. Right. Because if you have high blood pressure, just decreasing the amount of blood volume doesn't actually get rid of the high blood pressure it just gets rid of the symptoms anyways this isn't a rant on big pharma this is about why you should exercise and so guys if you're struggling with anxiety or depression i seriously implore you to just take a walk right like go with a friend uh take a walk also if you'd like to look into it walking if you're struggling with something there's things called emdr which eye movement desensitization or reprogramming i believe is what it stands for and essentially that means like when your eyes move side to side like when you're walking your brain thinks it's safe because uh, you're making progress and it's actually a really great time to potentially process some things if you have a therapist or you might need a therapist ask them about it 
they should know. But if you're having a rough day or you're just stressed, go out on a walk. Remember like the last episode or a couple episodes ago, I talked about the stress response. It is literally a trigger to move. That's what it is. Your stress response is a trigger for action. So you need to go do something. Usually moving your body physically is the best thing you can do to get rid of some anxiety or a big amount of stress. So move people. Please, please, please just move. You don't need to take a drug. You don't need to go drink alcohol. You don't need to smoke a joint. You don't need to like rage quit on somebody. Just move your body any way you choose. Enough on that. Um, you guys can tell I have a lot of thoughts and feelings on this topic and how it's portrayed in the media. Uh, but I want to tell you guys a little bit about why I do it and uh, how it's changed through the years. I'm going to try and keep this quick because I don't want to be on here for too crazy long today. Uh, but originally, I, so I started exercising in sixth grade uh, and it was for two reasons. One, it was something to do after school with my friends. And two, it was so I could get stronger for football, right? I really loved football growing up. I loved playing it. Uh, I'm only 5'8 and 160, 165 pounds, so I'm not really that big of a dude. But when you play middle linebacker, uh, you kind of go against guys that are like usually 200 plus pounds. So I, for lack of a better word, I had to put on some muscle and some weight just so I didn't like literally die. Uh, <laughs> not that extreme, but it's like I could actually compete, right? And so for the first part of my lifting career, which is about six years, that was my main motivation, uh, was just to get stronger and bigger for football. Now, when I was in high school, uh, my sophomore to junior year, mainly my junior year, I actually put on about 25 pounds. It was my junior year uh, in about four or five months, right? Which if you guys know, that's a huge rate of weight gain. Uh, it's a little over a pound a week. And I, all I did was eat and I drank two protein shakes a day, right? But I, I tell you what, guys, I ate a f so much food. It was literally sickening at the beginning. But I went from 155 pounds up to 180 pounds uh, and could actually like hold my own. Uh, so that was like pretty sick. I also got a lot stronger, which for like the mental and the confidence boost was huge. Um, right. And, but then high school ended, right? I don't play collegiate sports. Um, I definitely, I'm on it. I don't think I would really make it in a D1 football program. Like, to be, I just wouldn't, right? Like, physically, I think I'm too small. D2 or D3, I think I could have made it if I stayed heavier. Um, but regardless, right? So, I didn't, well, after I graduated high school, my reason to exercise kind of just went out the window. Uh, honestly, I actually stopped exercising nearly as much as I did uh, after I graduated. Because I was like, well, I don't really like have anything too big to get to this. And a sad thing happened. I lost a lot of muscle and I just kept all the weight, but it turned to like jiggly stuff. Um, that wasn't fun. And then I got to college and I my reason to exercise actually kind of changed. Uh, it was now became one to, to lose some of that jiggly stuff. I was at a party and I was like, really unfit at the time and I just got super super sweaty 
and I looked down and I was like, oh, Jesus. And I was like kind of a, like chunky and somebody made a comment on it. Uh, and I was like, holy crap, dude, like I am. Like I'm not nearly as strong as I am. I'm like a lot of jiggle. I'm pretty soft. And so what I did was I lost 20 pounds, right? And now that took me almost a whole year, right? It was not a fast progress. If you guys do decide that weight loss is part of your goals for whatever reason, don't just starve yourself. It's actually going to make your weight loss harder. Um, you need to just do it slowly and over time. Patience is a huge virtue in the name of weight loss, right? Like it should not be more than a pound or two a week. And even that is a pretty severe rate of weight loss. The reason I say that is because it messes with your metabolic rate. So your body actually burns fewer and fewer calories at rest the more you cut out calories, right? So if you go from like 3,000 a day to like 1,000, your body's uh, gonna crash and only burn about those 1,000 calories after a couple weeks. And then let's say, boom, one day you eat, you pig out and you eat like two or 3,000 calories. Well, all those extra calories are just gonna go on as fat uh, for the most part, simply because your body's like, yo, I don't know where I'm gonna get my next meal. So I gotta just store this for the end. Oh, I'm scared. That's the whole reason, that's a lot of the reason why we have excessive amounts of adiposity or fat. So take it slow. You'll maintain lean muscle mass, which keeps your metabolic rate higher and you'll actually primarily lose more fat mass instead of muscle mass, right? Because nobody actually cares about the weight number on the scale. They care about how they look and how they feel and how how much less jiggle they have. That's why uh, everybody loses weight. It's not just to drop weight number on the scale. The number just, they just think that number shows them what they're losing. But you can be 200 pounds of ripped muscle or 200 pounds of fluff. The guy who, or the person who's 200 pounds of fluff probably is going to want to lose weight, but the person who's 200 pounds of rock solid muscle probably doesn't want to lose weight, right? They both weigh the same on the scale. Okay, enough of that. Um, but yeah, so then it became about working out and a big part of it actually started to become stress relief. And uh, that was because college is stressful, right? I was one of the lucky people who did not have to struggle a whole lot in high school in terms of like grades. I was able to just do my homework, halfway pay attention to class, and I got pretty much A's and B's my entire career. Um, granted, I think a lot of that, for lack of better words, because high school is a joke, in my opinion. I think any person of almost any intelligence can pass high school uh, with really very minimal effort, if I'm being completely honest. Like, if you just pay attention in class halfway, I think you'll be fine. But I got to college, and that is definitely not the case in college, right? Uh, for one reason, it's because of the sheer workload, right? Like if you take a, a full semester, uh, like a whole, what would be spread out over a year is condensed into half of, a, or into one semester, right? So half a year. And usually it's actually less than that because at college they move so fast, they cover more than what you would have in a, a year at in high school. I have an example of this. I actually took a two-year course called uh, IB uh, Biology, HL. It was a two-year course in high school. I took my junior and senior year. All the same course. I know, it was ridiculous. Uh, 
I covered all of that material in one in one semester's class. And I mean, like, we went from the biology of water, H2O, all the way to gene replication and, like, genetics. We covered all of that in one semester, and then some, because we actually did the application. So college is way more fast-paced, and I had to learn how to study, which meant I, I had to teach myself while trying to keep up with all this homework, so I got really, really stressed. Uh, exercise became the greatest stress relief for that. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys, you can slam slam around heavy weights or just weights in general. They're never going to yell back at you other than when they clang on the ground. And, hell, honestly, I like to say that clanging is just them being happy for me. They're like, yeah, you, you did it. Um, yeah, so it's a great stress relief. Uh, you can be violent and when you exercise and you, you're not in any legal trouble, right? As long as you, you aren't stupid and you, like, don't hit somebody by accident. Um, but, like, against the weights, like, they're not going to yell back at you. They're not going to file a lawsuit against you. Uh, and, you know, like, the runner's high, the endorphins, the endocannabinoids, all those things are going to be released. So afterwards, you're kind of going to get, like, your own high from it. Um, to be honest with you guys, that's probably, like, when my mind is the most still is during and then right after exercise. It's just, like, the one of the few things that actually brings me peace and stillness in my mind. Uh, so I, I, I love it, right? I, I would do a lot of things to so I could continue to exercise no matter what, and I would be very broken for a while if I couldn't exercise. Um, so that's why I exercise. I do want to spend a few minutes on how to exercise, right? Because that's usually the biggest hurdle, aside from time, is people just don't know how to do it, right? Like, if I go to the gym for an hour, what am I supposed to do, right? And I'm kind of going to give you guys a couple things. Uh, the first one is over that hour, in terms of intensity, it should look like a bell curve, right? And what that means is the beginning should be pretty low intensity with a buildup, and like the middle uh, three quarters of it should be the highest intensity, right? And then at the end, it should start to taper down and the last like quarter of it should be pretty low intensity. Why is that? Well, um, that is a warm up, your conditioning and your cool down. And no matter what you do, your body is always gonna go through those processes. It's always gonna warm up. So if you jump straight into like a heavy set of squats, your first set or couple sets of those squats are going to be your warm-up. You're just not going to perform as well as if you had actually taken even two minutes to warmed up, warm up your body and warm up your muscles. Uh, also, the warm-up is critical for injury prevention, right? Uh, physically increasing the body temperature uh, is going to decrease the risk of muscle strains, tears, and... Um, sprains right also it's going to increase blood flow so they're going to have more oxygen which means more nutrients which means they're going to perform better uh, and you're just going to actually feel better going into it right because if you shock your body usually that doesn't work too well most people don't like that feeling so let's just spend like five minutes guys walking on the treadmill a great option is an incline walk it's not a run but you increase the intensity a lot and it's actually easier on your knees than if you do a flat ground walk. Fun fact. Um, yes, and then the middle part is what's called our conditioning and that's where like the meat or the bulk of your workout should be. 
So if you're running, right, this is when you're, if you're trying to go for time or just run hard, this is when you do it. Uh, if you're lifting weights, these are like your working sets, your primary movers, right? Like this is when you're going, quote unquote, balls to the wall. Uh, and then your cool down, right? Why is this important? Now, a lot of people will say like this when you stretch and stuff. Uh, yes, this is generally when you should do a static stretching because it can increase your flexibility. But more importantly, guys, this is actually where we can kickstart the recovery process, which is where the benefits actually lie. So exercise, contrary to proper belief, is not where you get the gains. Uh, exercise is the signal for the gains. And what I mean by that is exercise is damaging your body. Mind blown, mic drop. Let's walk out of here. I'm kidding. But when we exercise, right, we create what are called micro tears in our muscles. And that tells our body essentially, yo, I'm not good enough to do this thing yet. I need to be stronger. Let me pack on some muscle. Let me get uh, the heart more efficient. Let me make those joints stronger, right? <clears throat> Let me make that body more resilient to soreness. All those things are going to happen because your body it gets that shock, right? It's called a stimulus uh, in the literature. And exercise is that stimulus. Now, the recovery process, <clears throat> which includes sleeping, uh, it includes hydration, and it includes your nutrition, is actually where those, that, those gains and that progress is going to come from, right? So if you're looking to gain muscle, your gains come a lot of times in your sleep. Uh, also, it comes after the exercise session, right? In between sessions. And that's because that's when the time your body is repairing. That's actually what soreness is. Uh, you cause a literal injury. It's just a low-grade injury to your muscles. Uh, you don't have to be sore to see gains, but it for most people, they just end up being sore oftentimes. Uh, and other people like me actually enjoy that soreness for whatever sadistic reason, but most people don't. So that's what that is, and that's where the gains actually come from. That's what we want to do. And then the cool down can actually help kickstart that process. Right, so the sooner we can get and the more effectively we can get into that recovery process, uh, the better. Now, I'm gonna show you guys a tool because like I always do, I really wanna be uh, applicable in my talks. And the easiest tool is literally just do the opposite of your warm up, And then take one to two minutes and just sit down or lay down on your back if you can do that at your gym and just take deep breaths. What this does is it activates similar to the para, uh, physiological sigh, our parasympathetic or our rest and digest chillaxin nervous system because that nervous system is actually what allows us to recover, right? That is the repair, rebuild nervous system. And the second best thing you can do is eat a nutrient-dense meal. Now, mind you, I didn't just say go gorge yourself with calories. Why? Your body doesn't care about calories if it doesn't have nutrients. What? Why do we need nutrients? Because those are the keys to turn on the enzymes to build our muscles. Whoa! Uh, that's, aside from fiber, guys, that's literally the main reason why you eat fruits and vegetables and healthy foods. It's so your body has what are called... Um, 
cofactors and coenzymes to allow our body to function properly. It's like trying to run a car with no oil on a full gas tank, right? That's like a, a diet on McDonald's or fast food and, you know, gas station food. You got a full gas tank, you got shitty oil. Uh, it'll run for a little bit. It's just, it's it's not going to do too hot for in the long term. It's just not, no way, no two ways you split it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's like how we recover, and that's like the basics. Now, what I would suggest is uh, do a mix of some cardiorespiratory training, so walking, running, jogging, cycling, rowing, um, anything that gets your heart rate elevated, and some resistance training, okay? Why? Well, cardio training trains your heart, and that's literally what keeps you alive all the time. So it'd be good to have a strong heart. I don't want any of you guys to keel over and die. And I don't think your friends and family want that either. So you should go take like a break, like a walk every once in a while. You know that 17 minutes a day doesn't sound too bad right now. <laughs> and then resistance training is because in terms of a lot of health benefits other than chronic disease, uh, this is where a lot of them come from, right? So this increases our muscle mass. This may increase decreases, excuse me, our risk for osteoporosis. Women especially, this is pertinent. Uh, this increases your hormonal balance partly, or improves your hormonal balance. I should speak correctly. Uh, for me personally, this is where I see the most confidence coming from. Right. Also, this is where we're going to have the most changes in our body composition. So that lean mass to fat mass ratio, right? Because this is where we can build muscle. And if we build muscle, we're actually going to burn more calories at rest, which means eventually we're going to have less jiggly stuff. Um, and we're going to have more shape to our bodies, which is pretty cool. Uh, and also, you're just going to be stronger, right? Like, it is so cool knowing that you can lift up heavy shit. Like, guys, it's just so cool. I can lift up almost 400 pounds. I can lift up 400 pounds of stuff. That's mine. That's so dope. That's so sick. Like, <laughs> in terms of like world records, it's not that much. But like, 400 pounds is a lot of freaking weight. Okay? And it feels so good just to be able to lift it up and not cry afterward. Like, not be hurt afterwards. Like, that is, I, find, I think that's so cool and so empowering. And just like being able to see yourself get stronger. Oh my God. It's the best. Um, and then every week try and get that 150 minutes or 75 of 150 minutes of moderate or 75 of vigorous throughout the week. That could literally be in one minute bouts. Uh, you could do it all at once, but I would suggest not just, just don't. Um, yeah. And then guys, please just go out and move at some point you know, the rest of your life. Uh, this should not be something you do for a week or a month just to look good. This should be something that you do for the rest of your life. A great place to start is literally like two days a week, two or three days a week is an awesome place to start. Like you're kicking butt and sadly you're better or yeah, it is kind of sad. If you do that, you're better than like 90% of Americans and the world uh, in terms of physical activity. It's like 5% of the world meets the physical activity guidelines. Like it's, it's really depressing and honestly, it's really pathetic, uh, folks, but 
that's just kind of the sad news of our reality. And finally, guys, if you found any of this useful or thought-provoking, um, comical at all, <laughs> uh, and you think somebody should hear it, please do me a huge favor. Go on and share it. Uh, otherwise, guys, just kick butt and go on and earn a good day. Thank <laughs> you.